and welcome to the Practices Made Perfect podcast, your go-to source for all the latest innovations in marketing, technology, team, culture, and more, geared specifically to independent practice owners and brought to you by DVM Elite, the industry leaders with game-changing strategies and life-changing connections for private practice owners. Today's episode is the best gems from 2021. Join Dr. Warren as he summarizes the key insights of 2021 and maps out what's in store for us in 2022. Cool. Hey, everybody. Uh, good to see you. And, uh, you know, the, the focus of this session is kind of one of my favorites uh, every year. And it's really looking over uh, the previous kind of victories and real things that are working right now. And the goal is to present you with sort of a checklist uh, that you can make sure that you, you look at and that you're implementing all these elements. Some of you will be, and this will be kind of like a very brief review. And for some of you, this is going to be like, oh my gosh, I've missed this major thing. So that's the the real goal of the session today. But before we get started, I'd just love to make sure I'm coming through loud and clear. Just a quick why, if I am, am I coming coming through loud and clear? Uh, Just a Y or an N on your end. I think you can do it in the chat. That's probably the best spot to be able to do it. I'll get my chat up here. Cool, awesome. Good, Dave. Hey, Candy. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and jump in. So my first question to you is, uh, and it's a question to be able to really learn from you uh, and understand from our community what, what has been most effective. So in your practice over the past year, my question to you is what strategy or approach uh, has proven to be most successful? What strategy or approach has proven to be most successful? Um, my volume seems a little bit low. <laughs> oh, Candy. Hey, yeah. So, 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 uh, Candy's got something that's super innovative. And what Candy has done, and it's super cool, is that she has created a, a mascot, which is super neat. Uh, which is, and, 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 and Candy is, <laughs> is the, is the ambassador. So, so she's created a mascot, which is actually a pig. I, 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 <laughs> so that I don't do a disservice, actually. Candy, can I pull you off mute super quickly? Because I'd love for you to share, uh, share, the, um, share, the, share the details on it. So, hey, Candy, you, you're, if you just put yourself off mute, uh, I'd love to just kind of talk, talk it over real quick. That's so, it's so unique. <laughs> uh, okay, Candy, I think uh, you can unmute yourself. All right, there. can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So tell, tell, tell us very briefly about Gumdrop the Pig. <laughs> well, I wanted a pet pig just over a year ago. So we decided to adopt Gumdrop. And then we thought, what better way to market our office and to stand out from every other boring office in our area? So we take her to the office. We take her here to our shopping center. We take her out to events, whether it's festivals or um, I've offered her for birthday parties. And so instead of a cash cow, we're hoping she'll be our cash pig. <laughs> I, I really love it. Oh, I really love it. And uh, and uh, Candy's website is great. It's got the, the, the gumdrop all over the website. And I think, um, you know, and, and this is a, a great example. This is an optometry of doing something outside, you know, outside the norm. Uh, with our, our veterinary uh, elite members, I think a lot of practices will use a like a clinic cat or some sort, but I think really taking that and making it into a mascot, I think is a very is, is a very cute idea. So I think that that's awesome. Cool. Thanks so much, Candy. Thanks for sharing. 
<laughs> uh, and uh, what what else has been the big strategy that seems to have worked well for you uh, this year? And so I'll just mute you up there. What else has been a big strategy that has worked uh, on your end this year? Just quickly type it into the box and then I'll do a quick uh, round robin share. What, what you got? What has been a big strategy that has worked for you thus far? All right. Sorry, I might have my screen set up wrong here. Okay, cool. And I have a number of those coming in. And next question is, next question is, uh, uh, sorry, Dave says, being down in DVM, utilizing relief DVMs and hiring uh, one new one. Oh, I have a quick question for you, Dave, is how did you actually hire a new DVM? Was there anything special? Because we're going to be talking about that today. Was there anything special that you did that allowed you to actually recruit that next DVM? Just uh, go ahead and, and uh, type that in real quick. And as Dave, as Dave is doing that, uh, so basically this next, next doctor, I skipped a very important question. Uh, and that question is a V for a victory, a V for victory. I'd love for you to just type in very briefly, what's been a victory for you over the past couple of weeks? V for victory, please type that in, V for, v for victory. I'll, I'll, I'll share it really quickly and then we'll get back to the main question. So over to you, V for victory. Uh, it's important to get a good state of mind, no matter what the conversation is. Uh, so V for victory, let's see what you got. And as everyone's uh, sharing their victories, I'll just kind of share the strategies that work. Uh, so Dave did a 10K signing bonus. And you know what, in, the, in this environment where it can be difficult to get doctors, doing a signing bonus is an absolute no brainer. That's great. So Jimmy said, being willing to see people quickly and having a waiting list that we can do, uh, that we can call when appointment cancels. People are very appreciative, absolutely. So scheduling for efficiency. Uh, Jimmy, uh, great one. Roger, nothing fancy, but continuing a hybrid curbside technique with extensive flex scheduling to take in folks from other clinics. Great. Uh, Kenny says, November was awesome. Awesome. Um, Mandy says, aha nomination. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, Mandy and um, the uh, More Animal Hospital group were in the top three of, um, of the National uh, Association nomination. So that's awesome. Uh, Ed says, victory, highest new client month in history. Wow. And that's that's been a hot, a hot history. <laughs> Jimmy says, increase in revenue by 50%. Good for you, Jimmy. Wow. David says, enthusiastic year end healthcare package pro promo is ro roaring. Excellent. And so that's that, that membership plan, which is so critical. Good job, guys. Awesome. So let's roll. Now, this session is really a moment to reflect. So why this session? Uh, it's time for us to reflect on 2021 and make sure that we have everything buttoned up because we have... Um, you're the leader uh, and you are the seer in many ways. Uh, and I view, I view that as your role, right? Your role is to be able to see what's coming ahead and be able to advise and implement what this is going to be for your team. And I view DVM Elite as a major function of you being the seer. You know, in many ways, I view, I view myself as kind of like the, the shaman that has to go out into the abyss and see what's coming or see what to do, uh, and then share those kernels of ideas uh, to the tribe, which is you. And then you take those ideas, you implement them, you try them, and then it comes back. And then together, we actually figure out what this next what this next thing uh, is and going to be. And so I think that's super exciting and, and collaborative. And there's a new year and a new race. And I think that's uh, especially important now. I mean, we just feel that there's a sense of change happening. And unfortunately, those that aren't changing are getting stuck. 
And those that are changing are in fact, uh, just marching ahead in terms of their market share in their local area. And I know this is you. <laughs> so, uh, so many of you are the rapid changers that are just implementing like crazy. And you have gained great ground uh, over this last year of the pandemic versus others that haven't. And I quite honestly, my heart goes out to those folks, uh, but they had the same opportunities and they just got stuck in the mud. So, um, so here we uh, carry on. So here are the five key learnings uh, from uh, 2021. So the first one uh, is that inflation is definitely here to, and here to stay. And, you know, we all were able to see this coming. I don't know if you remember, probably about two years ago on our strategy session, basically uh, just did the, the sheer logic of all of the quantitative easing and inflation. And that was at a point when everyone said there will be no inflation. And so here we are. Uh, and inflation is real and it is devastating actually. And so we have to get in front of that. And in our, our markets, if you're in a current state where you have so much demand that capacity is an issue and it's difficult to, to hire a doctor, the doctor rates are in fact going higher and higher and higher if you're in this capacity uh, crunch issue. And so raising the prices is a critical, critical thing. Uh, and the best way to do that is, of course, using the instant profit generator. And that should still be done as a go-to. And I would actually do it again right now. So basically, your shoppable prices remain more or less the same. Maybe they go up a little bit, but your non-shoppables go up uh, much more significantly. And you need to do this because no one else is going to push you to raise your prices. Your staff isn't, your, client, your clients and patients aren't. Uh, and you're not going to push yourself because it's scary as heck. But you have to get out in front of this uh, with inflation. So if you have not raised your prices, probably within the last three months, because inflation has actually been accelerating, then you're moving backwards. And guess what? Every single one of your vendors is going to be raising their prices. Your staff costs have started to go up, and you need to pay a lot more to get new staff coming in. So inflation is being raised on you, and you need to make sure that you're actually raising it. Uh, for your patients as well. And, 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 and your patients are used to this because your patients, in fact, are raising their prices. And I read a very, very interesting report on retail um, and food businesses, that food businesses have been raising their prices significantly because of the inflation, and it hasn't decreased the demand by consumers at all. So in fact, profitability is quite good in these companies because of the raised prices. Uh, and they did that out of necessity because of, uh, of the inflation component. Um, cool. So uh, big, big lesson number one is to get in front of inflation, because otherwise it's going to eat you alive. You're going to be sitting there and you're going to think, what happened? I, 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 I now don't have any money in the bank to hire team members. Well, how, how did this happen? <laughs> inflation, why, 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 um, why economists are so scared of it? It's like a cancer. It, li it literally eats you alive. Um, so yeah, it's very important. We're even thinking about this on our side, right? Like, like how, how do we, because in terms of our pricing, we more or less have this fixed pricing model and, and it, 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 we've never thought of inflation before because we've all lived in economies that don't have it. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's a real danger to the business. Yeah, cool. Just a few more victories. Uh, Cheryl says, increased gross margin uh, in spite of holidays and a lot of illness. Congratulations. And Leslie says, uh, approximately 40% growth uh, in the membership plans based on the weekly uh, WIG sessions, which is basically uh, 
kind of uh, weekly meeting slash goal setting, I, I believe, uh, Leslie. So cool. Does this make sense on the inflation side? Just quick wire end. Just, just, just type it in. It's a very important point. And it's a new point, but it's a super fast. It, 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 it's, a, it's a point that kind of has, has hit us. And we just need to make sure that we're keeping pace on it. Cool. Awesome, guys. Great. So here's your action item on this. If you have not raised your prices within the last three months, you need to do it and use the instant profit generator concept. Again, download all of your um, all of your transactions, take the top 50 by volume, remove the ones that are shoppable and increase those uh, by whatever you feel is an appropriate uh, amount. Cool, all right. Next uh, thing that's been most valuable is simple videos for efficiency. So uh, this has been a big topic uh, over the past six months within the elite community. And I think it's a fabulous topic. As you can see, whenever I communicate to our team or even to you guys, I'll just do a quick video. And the video is called, just one second, I'm gonna type it into the box. If you're not using it yet, I know a lot of you are, it's called loom.com. And the, the key takeaway for you is that this is not production quality. This is just a convey, the ability to convey information. And so literally sit down at your desk, turn on the camera, do it. Your face is small within a screen share, which is perfect because it's conveying information, but you get to see your face and just roll it and just roll it and create this catalog of videos. And whenever there is a, a need like a treatment plan, uh, there's a new patient coming in, everyone gets a video and it's personalized from you or your team member, which is saving a tremendous amount of time. So loom.com, it's quick and easy. Literally, you do a, a video in two minutes and then you have a copy and paste link. What's great about Loom is the copy and paste link actually inserts a animated GIF, which makes people click it at a very high rate within the emails. So I guess my question over to you, um, for, for those that are currently using video, what types of things, actually just over you, who's currently using video? Just put, type in a Y if you are, because uh, I'd like to ask you a few just super quick questions on how you are utilizing uh, the video right now. So who, who is using it currently? Uh, in it. I was using it, uh, have been using it, our Loom videos for new employee training. Right, awesome. And, and that's a, a fantastic way to use it. And, and actually, Beth, let me just pull you off mute real quick. Uh, and let me see if I can figure out how to do this. Okay, Beth, let me just pull you off mute. I'd love to hear, I'm not sure there'll be probably Beth and Randy on this one. Um, yeah. Right. Okay, um, we have a new employee that's working um, up front that has uh, great skills that I found, but has no veterinary or medical background. Right. So I've been using the Loom videos to train her that my team have done. My team right. did a lot of Loom videos that we assigned to them, and mm. we are not using them yet to our patients because we're still in the editing process, our clients, but it's been wonderful to be able just to unleash her with a world of information from vaccine protocol to heartworm to, you know, um, dental information. She's learning a lot just from the videos that our own team did. Yeah, so fantastic. Re really good, good way to use them also. So, 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 so I, I'd like to challenge everybody on the line here. Uh, I use Loom uh, probably about, and everyone on my team knows this, probably about 10 times a day. Because when I go to sit down to write an email uh, to, to someone to respond to a question or a thought, I'm like, oh, 
I'm just too busy for that. <laughs> like, I don't have the patience anymore to try to convey ideas through my fingers. It's just like, it's such an archaic way to do it, in fact. Um, and so what I do is I just, boom, I just hit Loom and I talk it out over video. And, and again, what's great about Loom is you're just a little picture in whatever you're screen sharing. And so a huge point of utilization, I think, would be, firstly, you guys are doing great using it for your team and that's, you know, that'll get you comfortable with it. But for example, even instead of client, uh, patient callbacks uh, from the doctor to the patient or anything that requires a lengthy amount of time, rather than actually do the call, which again, you can get snared up in the call, you can do this personalized video and actually do it for them. Say, hey, Beth, you know, I just want to let you know, uh, here's, you know, here's, here's the, 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 the treatment detail. If you have any questions, please let us know. We're 100% here for you, but I just want to let, you know, let you know. Boom, you record it, it's two minutes, hit send. And I would say that they're even more blown away by that than the, than the phone call, because it seems like, you know, it seems like whiz bang technology that you filmed a video just for them. So that that's one, I think, way that you can use it rather than even doing, doing the calls. Although you guys are super efficient. So um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on that, uh, Beth? Like, what are you going to, what are you thinking about using it next for? Well, I am, I am so excited about this. Um, we, Dr. Randy and I went away for a few days and we gave our, unleashed our team to, um, to create and boy, did they create, they came up with like 43 videos of things oh that we didn't even think of. <laughs> and, um, they did a phenomenal job. We've just got to tweak a little bit of editing and, yeah. um, and I hope my goal is to pre send our clients information right. from the very right. beginning, right. um, from before before they even walk in the door, they already have a world of information. They have questions answered, and the right. technicians are not having to explain it in their room. Therefore, everything will go much more expedient. And I'm hoping that I can follow Nicole's lead and any kind of um, uh, 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 test results that Dr. Randy yeah. can yeah. can go in great explanation with them, but yeah. then not have the constant feedback. And they can also watch it over and over again yep. as many times as they want to get that information yep. and make sure they understand it instead of yep. calling and asking five different times. Yeah, 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 exactly. hundred mm -hmm. percent. And just remember, it's not about super high quality editing. If you look at the, the top YouTubers, they are quick and dirty uh, with their videos. So, so this is about a convey, uh, an authentic conveyance of information. So awesome. Um, great. And Candice, you're saying, I like the idea of sending welcome video to patients on the schedule. Well, that's 100% correct. And you can do it in person. Uh, your staff can do it. Or, you know, the, especially if you're, if you're getting busy, then you, you, you design it in a way that seems super personable, but it's, it's the same video. Be like, <laughs> you know hey you know i saw that you're on the schedule and i'm so great i know you're a new patient and so welcome you know and, and so you design it so it, it, it's very personalized but it's generic that it can be used for every patient so cool awesome best thanks so much for, for sharing and we'll drive forward so uh my question uh over to you uh that's um 
on here, my elite brothers and sisters. Uh, what are you going to use video for? Like in your mind, listening to this, what do you think is a key topic or, you know, the, the top two things that would be great to use video? So everyone in line, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you're going to use video for. Just go ahead and type in at least two, two items. You know, Candy shared one idea of sending a welcome video to patients on the schedule. What else? What else do you see as a low, as a low hanging fruit? Um, and, uh, and Beth said essentially about treatment plans, which I think is great. Uh, and, and Jimmy says, how do you document uh, medical client callbacks in the medical record? That's a, that's a great question. I'm not sure. You know, I, th I think we'll have to see how the community uh, deals with that. Uh, you know, on the other hand, on the other hand, quite honestly, if it's a personalized video that takes the place of a medical callback, you know, you are sending that via email as a communication point uh, to the patient. So, and that, that video can be actually popped physically into the medical record. So, but I, I think that, that we'll have to see how that gets played out in the community. Uh, Leslie says, uh, uh, client and patient education with current diagnostic results, 100%. Uh, birthday greetings for pets, well, that, um, uh, pets or patients. Uh, well, I mean, that would be a phenomenal one. Uh, it would it'd be time consuming, but, um, well, you know what? You know what? You know how you could do it is you could just do it again in a generic video that then just gets sent. So you'd say, happy birthday. You know, I know it's your birthday. It's a special day. And I just want to take a moment, you know, from ABC Hospital and just say, look, you know, we're really you know, pleased to have you as a patient and, uh, and happy birthday. So that's how you could do it. And it would still seem super personal uh, on their end. Okay, he says, a new contact lens wearers encourage them after their training session. Folks with specialized lenses, uh, we can coach them. Absolutely, absolutely great. So basically on that patient education side, super, awesome. Okay, great. So big one, and this is gonna be evolving even more. And as we've said before, as inflation hits and labor cost goes up, the only way we're gonna be able to drive ahead is through using technology to increase efficiency and this is an excellent example of that. So yeah, very good. Next up, uh, and Jimmy uh, touched on this, it, it's scheduling for efficiency. And Jimmy, I, I'd love to pull you off mute uh, briefly and really just ask you how you've been doing with that because you share that as a big, as a big time victory. And it, it's, a, it's a super important point, and I think one of the most important points we learned in 2021. So, hey, Jimmy, if you're there with a the mic, if you could just unmute, that would be awesome. Gotcha. Oh, well, okay. Hey, what's up? How are uh, you doing, first of all? How are you good. doing? All right. Cool. cool. Yeah, so tell us about your, your scheduling. Well, basically, we, we run a statistic on how many, um, you know, no-shows mm -hmm. we have a week, and Honestly, week in and week out, no matter what we do, 20%, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. we'll run 80% of people show up and 20% won't. Right. And so we really started um, with our text messaging and so forth. We have really been like on people like, hey, you know, are you going to, you have an appointment today if if you are not going to be able to make it, let us know. There's many people that would like to have that appointment and using that kind of ethic on people like, hey, there's other people that are waiting. 
we get a lot more people now that'll call and say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to make that two o'clock appointment and they call at nine o'clock and we have a waiting list of people and we call those people and we fill those up and they're very appreciative. They're like, oh man, we can't get into our vet for like a month, you know, yeah. and you called us back and we got in with you. We're just going to have all of our pets transferred here. It's been like a marvelous uh, way to not only help people, but to get a lot of uh, additional new clients. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Um, I think that's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy just dropped the mic on a brilliant idea. Uh, and it's so simple yet and so obvious yet so um so potentially impactful. So just to recap, Jimmy, make sure I understand it. Step one is essentially that you become extremely proactive in asking people to let you know if you can't make it because there's many other people that would take that spot. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which make which is great. It, it's putting pressure on them from a social perspective to say like, a, we're in demand, so you're lucky to come and see us. And B, uh, please let us know because we have you know, many other people that are in need to be able to take that spot. So that's fantastic. Step there there is one other caveat to that. Yeah. Okay. And that is, is when we appoint people now, we tell them, now we're going to get, get you a text message. You're going to get a text message from us 24 hours before your appointment. And you need to confirm your appointment. If you don't confirm your appointment, the day of your appointment, we will give it away. <laughs> and so those people that don't confirm their appointments, we call, we, you know, we call people on the waiting list and we, you know, we fill that appointment. There's only been a few times when both sets of people showed up. And in that particular instance, we, you know, we had to flex people in and we had to, you know, work yeah. it. But for the most part, we, um, we fill our book up. Our book is full all the time. That's interesting. So, so, so you're saying that if you do set that precedent where they have to confirm and they don't confirm, you're not they getting lose, an, they, they lose the show. appointment. Yep. They lose the appointment and you're not getting yep. an onslaught of people who did not confirm, but still show up. That's just not happening. That's not happening. No. Nope. Mm, 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 mm. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Well, I, you know, you know, I think that that is a, as a so, so step one is the texting aspect that uh, Jimmy just said. Then step two is having the waiting list and having the wherewithal to make sure that you're calling people on that waiting list to be able to get in. So just to re, re, you know, uh, replay it again. So at 9 a.m., somebody says, I can't make it for like a 1 p.m. call. And at that point, your team is calling everybody on the list. And how often are you able to get someone to show up to that one o'clock appointment? Oh, probably more than 90, probably 90%. Wow. Wow. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And the thing is, is that that efficiency improvement is basically the profit margin on that business is probably about 50% or more because you're just more fully utilizing the uh, overhead that you've already been spending on within the facility. So that, that this is a fantastic one, Jimmy. Absolutely. Um, any questions for Jimmy on this? Just go ahead and type them in. Um, I, I, you know, this is a great opportunity. Jimmy's 
pioneering a new one. This is what I love about the elite community, right? It's like we're a bunch of pioneers uh, that are trying all these things and then we get to share it and then it'll come back to Jimmy in an even better form. Ed says we do the exact same thing. Excellent, excellent. Leslie's just saying that her dentist, you know, is very um, proactive on the on the, the texting and probably something that needs to be done uh, across the board. Beth says, great ideas, Jimmy. Yep, awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, uh, th thanks so much, Jimmy. That's great. So, so scheduling for efficiency, uh, super, super important uh, idea. And the other, the other interesting thing is that on the concierge side, so there's two, there's two components. One is you have to make sure you're, you're, you're getting those calls. The second one, you have to make sure that you have the capacity on the front desk to be proactive in calling people back. Uh, and so on the uh, concierge elite side, you know, some of you are, are, are already using it. Uh, basically, there's two different components to it. You can either have a per minute of a, of a group of folks that are trained on your systems uh, that have access to your software to do the scheduling, or you, they've actually just rolled out, you can actually have a, a dedicated person uh, that is 100% yours for, you know, the, the 40 hours a week, uh, actually cheaper than if you were to hire it yourself personally. Uh, they're fully managed. And, and basically they're yours, you know, there's a timesheet, there's a time log. And so that they can have this running list, they can create it. And then if someone doesn't come, they can manage this entire process potentially for you to be able to fill people uh, that uh, are, are no-shows. So if, if that's of interest, just type in, type in concierge, but it's a new, it's a new aspect uh, for those that are, if you're underdressed in the front desk, I, def, I definitely take a look at it because everything has to come through the front desk. So it's uh, super important. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just one e-leader uh, that is uh, you you guys may may know uh, is doing uh, 1.7 million in revenue alone, which is a, a backbreaking endeavor and a, a big victory and a big mountain to carry. But just to to share the the ability of one person with efficient scheduling to be able to maximize uh, the revenue of a practice is quite, uh, it's quite stunning. Cool. Awesome. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, sorry. That's the, uh, the home alone kid, right? So this is like doctor alone <laughs> in the practice. <laughs> this kid, you remember this? Uh, Macaulay Calkin or something. I mean, he, he, he made it big just, just based on this space. Uh, so uh, anyway, this is doctor alone. So if you're alone in the clinic and you're really uh, pushing it on the revenue side, uh, this is this is this is my thoughts to you. Okay, cool. So so the next the, the next step is really um, know your numbers, and this is a very kind of critical component. And I put some numbers up up on here, and uh, you know effectively what I'll do is I'll talk through these numbers, and I've invited, invited Tom from the Transitions Elite side, who's really a financial guru and an expert on um, really transitioning practices, you know, buying or selling them. Uh, for folks and uh, a sharpshooter on the financial side. So I'd like to get his opinion on what kind of numbers are important. But just super briefly, just to go through these ones, uh, it, it, in my mind, the ones that I track uh, that are the most important, uh, and it says veterinary, but it, sorry, it should be doctor production here, not, not veterinary production. But um, the, 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 the numbers are, of course, your revenue, your staff costs are the most critical costs in any of these businesses. So it's revenue and staff costs, which are most critical. Your doctor production. So if it's just yourself, then that's one thing. But if you have uh, several uh, associate doctors underneath you, then what you need to be doing is uh, making sure that you're measuring uh, very closely each of these doctors' production. And they need to know their own numbers. I, I, I'm so tired of 
everybody pussyfooting around about not sharing numbers and being quiet about to the heck with it. They need to know their numbers. And it's got to be basically a public, um, a public thing so that if there's multiple doctors involved, you know, they're able, and maybe you don't put people's names, you put Dr. A, B, or C, they need to know it so that there's a, there's going to be a natural personal competition, not between each other, but within yourself. That if you're on the bottom of the heap, you're going to think, what's wrong with me? Why, why are these other folks able to do it and do it a lot better than I am? And that's what an associate needs to be pushed. Um, so that's it. Uh, and then number four is your new client's new patient number. So revenue, staff costs, because this is going to essentially be your, your, um, your profitability between those two numbers. Uh, then your doctor production to make sure that your, each of your associates is carrying their weight. Uh, and if not, you need to put pressure on them. Less from you saying you got to pull up your, 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 you know, you know, your, your boots, your socks, but more that put pressure on them themselves by giving them access to their own numbers and comparisons with others. And then finally, you need to have your pulse on the new patient side because this is the future of your clinic. Uh, and the two main uh, the two main metrics on the new patient side is your upbook scheduling rate, because that can drop very quickly uh, and make a huge difference, and your missed call rate. So both of those are available on the upbook dashboard. If you're missing a huge amount of calls, you're just spinning your wheels on that point. And so I, I would say, first action item on this, go to your upbook dashboard and click on the missed call section and just see how many missed calls that you're receiving. Uh, I hope it's not a lot. Uh, it should be less than 2%, uh, ideally, and I, I hope it's more than that. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, and Amy says, I've been looking more at our missed call rate. Would love to see Upbook give us a percentage of, of rate for answered calls. Would even consider rewarding the team for a certain answer rate. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, for an answer rate. Um, yeah, you, you know, it, it, it is interesting, although I think the answer rate should just be a cultural item within the practice. So many practices, if you hear it, you know, the phone goes to three rings, you know, the people in the back are actually now responsible for picking it up. And if that still doesn't get picked up, then it just runs over. The problem is that in a capacity crunch, uh, people just aren't able to answer the phones. And there's a scary amount. I was looking at practice the other day, an elite member. I was looking at one that was using concierge uh, elite, and they had a less than 1% um, missed call rate, which was great. And I know that their appointment book is full. I looked at another one uh, that wasn't using concierge, uh, and they had a 50% missed call rate. I mean, it was just like just gutting to see that number. And uh, I mean, you just know what's happening to that practice is like, yeah, they're feeling very busy, but then there's a big portion of their patient base that's leaving, uh, that they've worked so hard to earn. So um, so we, uh, Amy says we've been celebrating and maintaining a good answer rate with our teams. Congratulations. Good job, Amy. All right, cool. So definitely write down these numbers. Make sure that, that you're sharp on these numbers. And this is like, you know, basics. And with that, I'd love to just pull Tom off. Uh, Tom, and you can put your video on if you want, Tom, as well. And uh, we'll just uh, say hello or, or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Tom, if you're there, yeah, you can just uh, put yourself on mute. Cool. Or, or off mute. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, you know, a couple ideas, um, you know, in particular, I think it applies to everybody, but in particular, those that are, you know, debating or thinking about a transition in the next, you know, year or two or three. Um, you know, I think January 1st, 2022 offers, you know, a really fresh kind of clean start for your numbers, you know, and I, I would say, you know, look at them for, you know, a six month period and focus in on three things. The first being uh, production tracking. Uh, Michael, you hit on this just now. 
but um, you know, breakdown of, of the doctors and, and how they perform. Um, you know, if you, if you have a, a production tracking software system and you haven't utilized it to its capacity, you know, try it out uh, for a couple months and see if how, how detailed you can get those numbers for a six month period. You know, I, I talk to doctors all the time and say, you know, that they just never had, you know, enough time or, or kind of just a starting point. Well, why not, you know, January 1st, 2022, same thing on the expense side. Uh, you know, all practices are small businesses, um, you know, clean up some of those personal expenses that go through uh, the, the, the company and, and clean up those payrolls a little bit and make sure that, you know, your expense side uh, is as clean as it could be, you know, for a six month period and see what uh, that produces on item number three, which is your net income. Uh, most doctors that I talk to and, and owners of their practice really don't know what their net income is. Um, you know, why not go through this exercise for six months and to see what that net income number is? So I, I really am kind of throwing a challenge out there to folks to say, hey, you know, know your net income on June 30th, 2022. And, uh, you know, that's going to be comprised of, of, of that production tracking and cleaning up those expenses a little bit. And I think if you yeah. could do those, uh, you know, that would be a, a great place to be. In. Yep, 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 absolutely. Um and, you know, just, you know, an interesting story uh, just to share since since Tom's on the line. And again, Tom is the whiz at if you have any interest in transitioning or selling your practice, you talk to Tom right away, uh, even if it's in a couple of years, because Tom will, will kind of set you set you on a, on a path. But one, one of the um, uh, practices that Tom was working with, you know, um, really uh, got a significant um, offer for the practice has been working very closely with both sides, you know, the, the seller, which is the practice owner and the, the buyer, which is a corporate uh, entity uh, for about four months and everything is looking right, ready, you know, coming into the close. And again, it's a very exceptional offer. <laughs> and two days before the close, right, the uh, the, the call comes in and says, hey, and, and I'll, I'll pass it over to you in a sec to, to make sure this is all correct, Tom. But basically it's like, hey, hey, Tom, so, uh, you know, we're having a problem with the deal because revenues, you know, a little bit this and that. And I just don't know if we're going to be able to pay that full price. And so this is exactly what happens almost yep. time and time again, where the corporate buyers are super experienced with deal making and the practice owners are not. And so they kind of, they, they set this up. Basically, they're looking for a last minute 20% discount uh, on the overall price. And Tom being the experienced deal maker that he is, basically said, well, you better go talk to your board uh, right away because if it's not the full price, the deal isn't going to happen. And so the uh, the corporate guy said, well, uh, I'll check. And he comes back, calls back in two, two hours later and he says, well, uh, okay, we'll do the deal for the full price. And this would have been, you know, millions of dollars uh, to this little practice owner, you know, in the small town, you know, uh, North America. And uh, otherwise, yeah, it, it would have been, it would have put the pressure on to have that reduced. Over to you, Tom. Is that yeah? No, and, and one of the the reasons uh, that I was able to pull that off is we had production tracking of the doctors, and and mm -hmm. one of the doctors had been on leave for four months. So once they were able to understand and see that, uh, it became clear as to why you know four three doctors were not producing at a four doctor level, and uh, you know that it, it kind of cleaned up the situation a little bit. But for, for me to have that ammunition of clean numbers that are accurate and, and that you can, you know, use in, in your, as the practice owner, using your defense, 
uh, that that's a very powerful tool to have in my seat. And, and I was able to have that in front of me and pull that up very quickly and know, you know, not just know that the doctor's on leave, but actually show the numbers behind it. And then, you know, once that evidence was produced in, in the proper way, uh, it raised some of the concern, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, yeah. you know, the deal continued, continued forward. So, you know, having those clean numbers is, is extremely important in these transactions. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And, you know, so, so, so that's interesting. So just, just to recap on that. So basically the buyer uh, said, well, the revenue has been a little bit lower over the past four months because you lost a vet due to, you know, certain reasons. And then Tom is able to say, yeah, but look, here's the projection tracker. The vet's on leave. When the vet comes back, then the revenue is going to be back to where it was. And that, that, that was the difference between the, um, yeah, to, to alleviate them. Excellent. And, and th this is why you need Tom to be on this because, um, you know, at the end of the day, if you were to be posed that question right before a close, A, you need to have the financial wisdom, B, you need to have someone who's really experienced to be able to field that call. So I was just super, super proud of Tom, you know, for being able to do that because it, it makes a big impact uh, for our members, you know, that are working with it. So again, uh, if you have any any thoughts or questions for Tom, just type in the Tom, you know, into it if you're interested in, um, you know, talking about transitioning your practice. Uh, yeah, just type in Tom and we'll connect you over to that. And just Tom, any, any other thoughts about kind of uh, knowing your numbers uh, in 2021 and for 2022? Yep. No, just that, you know, if you are debating a transition in the near future, there will be a lot of eyes on your numbers, you know, and, and we'll help you through that process. But, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of folks look at look at your numbers leading up to an offer letter. And then there's an incredible amount of eyes on your numbers for that three to four month period between the offer letter and the closing. So uh, we can help you a lot, you know, guiding you in the right direction. Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thanks so much, Tom. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next up. Uh, okay. Number five is a labor shortage. So a labor shortage uh, means mishires. Uh, and so this is a very, uh, very important and critical element. And I was um, just in a, a discussions with an elite member and the elite member was, was kind of saying, gosh, you know, through the dream team, it takes, a, it, it can take a while to get a hire. And, and I thought, oh man, is that negative to the dream team? And then I was talking to the, to, to the dream team and they were saying, well, yes, that's true. But what happens is that the, the practice owner or, or the, or the practice can actually do a panic hire and they hire someone early just because they're basically in a panic. And then that is a big mishire. And as they said, I thought, oh my gosh, the practice owner I was speaking with is just in the middle of a big contentious, you know, um, firing someone that they, the practice manager they just hired like four months ago because everyone knew it was a mishire. So I think that is a very great uh, point that a panic hire is a mishire. And so the, the solution is a continual flow of ads for hiring. So it is post more ads, post more ads, or work with the dream team, lean on the dream team to be able to do the ads because they have that, that uh, ad flow. And a little example, you know, a practice was looking for hiring a, a vet, a doctor, and the, the, they were posting ads for the doctor and they were getting a few coming in. And so looking at that, well, how often are you posting the ad? They said, well, once a month. I said, well, what if we do it once a week? And so started to post it once a week and got the same amount, but now four times the amount in the month that it was before. So simple, so obvious, yet so important. So if you're in, in the need uh, on the hiring side, 
post more ads and or make sure you lean on the dream team, dream team elite um, service, because they're able to continually post those ads and create that flow of candidates that's coming in. There's no other way. There's no other way to do it. So either do it yourself or do it with them, but just post more ads to be able to get more flow of, uh, of candidates. And, and, and if your team is doing it, you need to stay on top of them because everyone will post a few and then they'll kind of lay off. And that's exactly where you start to go into this kind of um, fatigue or desert of applicants. And then the first one that comes along, you're going to jump on because you're in such desperate need. So uh, post more ads, that has been a big uh, positive um, in uh, 2021. And finally, I'll, ju I'll just share this, this what I would say, a, um, an important takeaway or lesson in a 2021. So I just want to get my chat window up here for you guys. Okay. And this is the doctor problem. So in uh, many locations and many fields of medicine, the doctor problem has become an increasingly um, crazy, unsolvable problem. And so I just want to plant this little seed and it's something that we might you know, discuss more and do Actually, I'll, I'll assess your interest in it. And so the one potential answer to the doctor problem is to be able to bring in a minority partner. So basically you have an associate uh, and rather than just uh, looking for hiring an associate, you actually offer to hire a partner, a minor, minority partner. You bring them in for a six month period, you have a trial with them. Um, and then, you know, there's a way that you can basically allow them to buy into the practice without them having to put in the cash and while still, still retaining the control that you have as the practice owner, because you've built this, you know, from scratch, but for them, it's fantastic because it gets them on the equity building ladder. And so the compensation as an associate, as a, uh, even a, uh, a minority partner can be much, much higher than being an actual, just plain associate. And as a practice owner, you now get, you still have your full rights and control. So you aren't giving up anything on that side. Um, you have the compens fair compensation of whatever the value of that practice component is, but you now have an associate that is super mindful of numbers <laughs> because they're getting a profit share of it as they deserve to as a minority partner. And, and they're gonna be like another pr production driver within the clinic. And I've seen this happen. Uh, time and time again, and it's been a, like a total 180 with practices. So if you're in a, a very, uh, I don't want to say desperate situation, but if you're in a corner around finding a doctor, and then really consider this minority partner uh, process. Yeah. What would be what would be the percent uh, ownership offered? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, David. And, and actually, before I, I'll, I'll answer your question, David, but um, would you have an interest in a dedicated session just on this partner process? Um, just kind of a quick wire and, or just your thoughts on it. You know, I don't want to do a session that's off. doesn't have the interest uh, of the, uh, of the, of the community. Um, yes. Well, okay, cool. So, you know, in essence, just to kind of, um, just to kind of color it a little bit for you. So the, the, the associate would work for six months that's like a meet and greet kind of, you know, dating time and make sure that they're fine. Uh, and then it would be somewhere along, it depends on the size of your practice, but more or less like a 20%. If you're a much larger practice, maybe it'd be a 10% rate. And then the, uh, the, the practice would uh, finance it. Yeah, there's a lot of nuances in the contracts and how that gets structured. But from my perspective, you know, the owner has built this. 
and they retain the full control. They have the ability to buy back the, the shares at any time. So if there's, you know, what you want to avoid both as the associate and the owner is that you get into some disagreement that's going to be time consuming and annoying. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go any, anywhere near that. But on the other hand, what you want is you want to give someone the ownership mindset uh, that is able to really, uh, you know, take it and run with it. And uh, a package that attracts an associate in a way that otherwise uh, is not, sorry, is not able to uh, attract a doctor. And so I think this is exactly where this uh, comes in. So again, the owner retains full, if at any point there's a, a disagreement, you know, that's irreconcilable, sorry, irreconcilable, then the owner has the ability to, to pay fair share, uh, fair market value for the shares and buy them back. So that's always clean and clear. If the associate stops working at the clinic, then that's again a, a trigger point for the the rebuy buyback of the of the shares, uh, etc. And it's done in a way that's not cash flow uh, crunch uh, on the practice. So there's a very elaborate thought, thought thought process that's gone into it. And if it's of interest, then I'll do a dedicated session because there are lots of nuances uh, on it. So cool. But just maybe maybe the the, pur the purpose of this is to say in 2021, I've seen this be of value, a uh, significant value. And in 2022, we can do a, um, you know, we, we can do a dedicated session on it, but to plant the seed of like, hmm, I've never really thought about uh, a partner. I wonder what that would look like in my practice. Uh, Jimmy says, I think a profit share for the doctor would be better than an ownership option. Uh, lots of legal issues. Uh, yeah, that, that could be. Um, a profit share is of course, super easy. The thing that I, the thing that the ownership gives, which is different than the profit share, I find, or, or my purpose in pursuing it, is I want them to be owners. <laughs> I want them to be partners in the practice uh, rather than just the profit share. But you're right. The profit share is a clean, easy, you just make up a number and you can do it. There's also uh, um, phantom shares, which is basically like ownership without all the legal aspects. And maybe this would evolve into the phantom shares. But from my, my current thought process is I want them to feel like, boom, I got this in my hand. I am a partner in this business. Yeah, I'm a co-owner of this business. And, in, and because of that, there are certain expectations put upon me as an owner of the business. I can tell my friends and family members that I'm a partner of this practice. I'm not just a profit-sharing employee on this particular you know, thing, which is the purpose of this. And that that ownership mindset, especially if you're the owner and you want to slow down a little bit, as we've seen, it's impossible to get an associate that's going to be able to step into those shoes in terms of uh, work ethic and productivity. And so the only way to do it is to allow them to play the same game as you've been playing, which is to be the owner. So um, maybe just start to consider this in your mind. Uh, and it's a more of an elaborate discussion, but um, I have seen this be very productive. Uh, yeah, around that. So cool. Awesome. A any other questions around the, uh, just type it in around the partner aspect because Jimmy, you know, raised a great point. And yeah, any other questions, just go ahead and type it in. And as we do that, uh, I'd like to kind of roll into the uh, kind of summarizing, bring it together. But before I do, I'd like for you to type in uh, v for value. What has been most valuable for you so far? Just this is one of my favorite parts of the session. I want to brain suck out of you. Uh, what's been most valuable for you so far? Just go ahead and type it in uh, and I'll be able to uh, share it out. Uh, the partner associate. Okay, great. Cool.
Awesome. Thanks, Roger. And David's just saying, could you send around a, a way to structure such an idea? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do a full session because again, it's complicated. I don't want to, I don't want to miss, misguide you, <laughs> misguide you on it. Uh, and you'll still need your own legal aspect, but uh, big impactful scheduling. Awesome, Leslie. So V for value, what, what you got? What's been most valuable for you so far? Uh, v for value, what you got? Hit me up with it. I, I love to hear it. Uh, I just want to share it. And uh, this is like the uh, the group group think group learning. So what you got? Fee for value. David says my my only partner. Great. Uh, Beth says uh, good good hold on numbers starting in twenty twenty one. Yes, awesome. Yep, absolutely, Beth. And uh, and uh, and Tom's your man. Uh, James says a proper way to raise prices. Great. Yeah, doing the instant profit generator. And by the way, if you want to raise your prices, please email your. Uh, uh, DVM Elite account manager consultant, uh, and they will help you run the uh, the instant profit generator. Uh, there's a whole spreadsheet, there's a template, uh, and they'll be able to guide you through that in a, in a super eloquent way. Yeah. Uh, Candy says Loom videos, awesome. Cheryl says Loom videos, great, great. So Loom.com, there's a free version. I'd get the paid ones. You can go over five minutes, and you can do your own branding if you want on it. It's just a super, super great little uh, piece of technology. Great. So just very briefly, price for inflation. So do the instant profit generator. Two, use videos for efficiency. Use loom.com. <laughs> uh, this also shifts it from doctor to team care, which is great because your teams can send the videos and it doesn't require the doctor to be a part of it. Number three, schedule for efficiency. Squeezing those appointments. Come on, guys. Squeezing those appointments. And this also helps, um, you know, putting the, the, the onus on the team versus the doctor for as much of the appointment as possible. And you can use concierge um, by the minute or, or a dedicated person to call back folks and fill up the gaps, just like what Jimmy was doing. If you have stress on the front desk, then um, that's a problem. Uh, and Manny says, Mara uh, is uh, meeting with Tom and she is learning a lot. Fantastic. No, Tom, uh, and I just want to say, Tom, you know, the more that we've, uh, I've, I've come to know you and work together, the more that I really admire, you know, Tom's uh, so, has such high integrity and such great knowledge. So I, I, I feel super comfortable. Um, with uh, with Tom working with you guys and you working with Tom as a member of the community because Tom's uh, Tom's a really great guy. So, so just a shout out for you, Tom. And uh, next is uh, know your numbers. So as Tom said, so revenue, staff costs, the doctor production uh, and, and new patients. So I think those are kind of the four big ones and you can kind of see how this comes. Uh, yeah, and Tom's just sending his email in here. Please feel free to email him or book an appointment. Yep, yep, good idea, Tom. So you can just click that link and book an appointment with Tom if you'd like. And um, and five, and, and I'll also just tell you with Tom that uh, one of the one of the problems just, just with selling a, a one doctor practice is it's a one doctor practice. And if you, have an, uh, if you have a partner there, it's a heck of a lot more attractive to a potential buyer. So the partner aspect is also an extremely important component in terms of potential uh, sale of the clinic if you're a one doctor practice. So one of the, one of the most um, frustrating things is to speak with a practice owner that has a great practice and they're one doctor because there just aren't buyers for the one doctor. And why? Because there's a significant great risk that if the doctor leaves and it's a one doctor clinic, the whole practice collapses. So nobody's going to pay top dollar for a one doctor clinic. So that's just something else to really keep keep in mind. Uh, finally, don't panic uh, hire, which basically means uh, posting more ads and leaning on the Dream Team Elite uh, team to be able to 
really ex continue to have that work on the funnel, whether your team are focused on it or not, quite honestly. Um, and then finally, uh, consider a minority partner. So, um, and Kenny says, be grateful uh, that, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, what, what's interesting with Candy is, well, you know what, Candy, can I pull you off mute? I'd like you to, because um, a number of the people are veterinarians on the line. There are also some dentists and there are also a number of optometrists on the line as well. But, but I, I'd like you to, because uh, optometry has, Every, there's things to learn from every profession. And uh, basically the corporate entities went on attack in dentistry and optometry and pharmaceutical uh, pharmacy, you know, several decades ago or a decade ago, it, they accelerated. And then the corporate entities actually got sated in those, um, those industries and they, they bought them a lot less and prices went down to more normal levels. On the veterinary side, they're just, they're, they're, they're still going hot and heavy in, in our, in, in, in this, uh, industry. And the prices are up for buying practices because they're paying a lot more, but there isn't quite that saturation of corporates across the board. So uh, Candy, I'd love to, yeah, let me just pull you off mute. Oh, you're already off mute. And j j just tell us on the optometry side or tell those that are non-optometrists, uh, how the corporate model has been, has played out over the years. Yeah. Over to you, Candy. Well, even though many of the doctors are considered independent, the corporations right. still encourage <clears throat> the doctors to keep their prices as low as possible. Mm. And patients who like to price shop figure, oh, I can get my eye exam for $49, or I can get it free at America's Best, or I can go to the big warehouse and get it for 80 bucks. Why are you charging over $100? What's so special about you? Mm -hmm. And it, it cheapens the entire, it, it, it cheapens all of us, you know, when, when they drop their prices so low and it's, and I, I was in corporate, so I speak from that side and I apologize to all of my cohorts, <laughs> but now that I'm private, I'm like, wow, that was really sucky to do. So I apologize. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you know, I think on the medical side, I, I, I can just feel a big disrupting, a big disruptor coming, you know, and, and I don't know what it is, but I can feel it coming because prices, prices are elevating, especially with this inflation. Um, we're we're going to go into an economic backslide, which is going to put more pressure on, on individuals financially. And there are these big players that have these cost advantages like the I know on the optometry, the, the Costco, the Amazon, the Walmarts uh, that have a to yeah, totally different economics that can effectively give away the professional services just to get traffic in through the, uh, into the facility. And I just heard the other day that, for example, Starbucks, in a lot of their locations, if they're in a mall, they actually don't pay any rent. Uh, this is from a, a fellow that ran a coffee business. They have their rent free because they draw traffic into the, into the mall, into the establishment. And so I think big box stores can very likely create that same sort of um, math where it pulls people in and if it pulls people in, then they can actually drop the prices on those services because there'll be such demand to be able to attack the cheap prices. And of course, you know, when you go into Walmart uh, or a Costco, you walk out with a, a certain transaction value. So. If I had to guess, I feel like that's where the disruption is going to come from. But I, I, 
I can feel it in my bones. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know where the, I don't know where it's going to come from, but the arrow is going to come from somewhere and I can just feel it. And I think it's just like, you know, coming into more of a impactful uh, moment. So cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that candy. And what I'd love to do is just pull a couple folks off uh, closing thoughts really quick. You know, I, th these are always very interesting sessions because you get a lot of different perspectives uh, on everything. And uh, let me just uh, see. Hey, I'd love to hear from you, David. What's up, David? Uh, if you can just pull yourself off mute, that'd be great. Hey, what's up? So, so yeah, what are your closing thoughts, David, from, from today? Yeah, what's up is you've given me a lot of good food for thought because, um, you know, tracking those numbers, those those four things, um, that's something I should do. It's something I, I do do, but not to the extent that I need to. Um, and the the words that Tom gave, I found, I wrote those all down. I, those are really enlightening words, and I really appreciate that. And then the last thing, of course, is this minority partner idea. I'm, I'm really into that, and I want to check that out more. So thanks for cool. that. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Awesome. Great. And uh, over to uh, Scott. Hey, Scott, if you could just pull yourself off mute, that'd be awesome. I'd just love to hear your uh, love to hear your, your thoughts real quick. Just pull yourself off mute. And as you... Hey, hey, Scott, uh, you there. How are you doing? Um, yeah, doing awesome. Doing awesome. Great. Yes. Yeah, so, so well, yeah, what were closing thoughts on your side? Uh, I really like the idea of the minority partner um, and also tracking the numbers because I'm sort of getting near the time for retirement too so uh, um that's interesting to watch those numbers yeah yeah excellent and and you know make sure do book a session with tom even if it's a couple of years out because tom will just he'll kind of give you the framework that you can think through you know on your own um that you don't have to work with tom necessarily but uh but uh yeah i mean tom's just i mean he's just been here done this so many times that yeah, if you know what the end game should be in terms of what the practice should look like and be positioned as, then you can be working towards that. Cool. Awesome, Scott. Thanks so much. That was great. And uh, over to you, Roger. Roger, hopefully you have a a, um, a mic there. Hey, Roger, what's up? Hey, How you doing? Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I like the minority partner thing, but I, I really agree a lot with you about the... Uh, the impending doom <laughs> that yeah. may be lurking on the shoulders here. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot more flack from people um, telling me about how eager Walmart is to help them out, how they're right. looking at maybe a clinic. There's a tractor supply store, which is literally called tractor supply um, yeah. in yeah. town that brings in some traveling dog and pony show of a vet and, Right. has been um, trying to make inroads and, and people instantly just assume that it's all going to be a whole lot cheaper and just exactly the same. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. so, so we're focusing again, more and more on, on, uh, you know, that, that contact with them, um, communication, uh, building the rapport and, and membership um, at the clinic so that they don't get, lulled away by the siren song you know we're, yep. we're lashing them to the mast as hard as we can right now <laughs> yeah yes 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 I, I i just read that as my bedtime book uh, a few months ago so <laughs> yeah it's quite a story actually yeah it's really uh it's really it's really an amazing story to read uh, surprisingly engaging actually uh, so yeah yeah cool well i i think that's true and you know 
just you know to to, to borrow from other industries like uh, like what candy was saying on the on the optometry side that the uh, the way that's set up with insurance and corp, uh, corporate groups is that in order to compete as an individual you have to be really sharp on the marketing and you just have to you just have to show how it's a totally different service like a totally different ballpark compared to what the the corporate guys are doing and the the one solace that i have quite honestly in feeling that there's going to be a big disruption is that we are going to be on the cutting edge right so if there's going to be a, a cataclysmic change which we've just gone through in the past two years uh, the elite community is going to be on the cutting edge of that change. So that's the one thing that kind of allows me to sleep <laughs> a little bit. It's more comfortably. Uh, cool. Thanks, Roger. And uh, just, I'd love to pull Amy off if you're there, Amy. Uh, I'd just love to hear your closing thoughts. What do you think, Amy? What do you think? Well, hey there. I was hey. going to pop on my camera, but I don't think that I can just to say hello to everyone. Sure. How cool are we um, to be able to come into these platforms and learn from each other? I was just on another call with uh, folks kind of outside of um, this community. And you know, then I pop on this call and you know, where they're going it alone, everyone here is in it to win it and leveraging each other and the lessons learned and strategy and all of those amazing things. And it really is amazing what we built here. And this is the time to really reflect you know, on 2021 and all the great things that we've done together as individuals and professionals as a community and celebrate that and then really look ahead to 2022. So I think sometimes we get so caught up in the whirlwind that we forget to pull ourselves back and really recognize what we've, what we've accomplished. And so I think that, you know, being that this is the last elite strategy session of 2021 uh, and being able to kind of have that penned on the calendar every year, it'll, it forces us to recognize, um, you know, where we've been and where, where we're heading. So uh, yeah. I just wanted to wish everybody, you know, a wonderful holiday season and, you know, we're here for you, whatever you need. Cool. Awesome. Well put, Amy. And, and quite honestly, why uh, I endeavored to at least get the elite community in motion was because I got tired of so many closed-minded uh, outside the community uh, and inside the community. Uh, people are, were all so comfortable to be able to share openly and vulnerably our, our victories and our defeats. And no one's, you know, it, it's really open and supportive. And I, and I love that. So all these crazy ideas that we talk about, they're really ideas shared with, you know, again, you guys as like um, close close confidants uh, to be able to take these little baby ideas and implement them and grow them. Uh, and then we create it into something that's really game changing. So awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much, everybody. And here's to a 2022 coming up, you know, onward. <laughs> and uh, yeah, really looking forward to doing it and doing it together. Okay, cool, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Hey, Candy. And th thanks for being such a great participant, Candy. Yeah, really value your uh, your insights. Maybe on that one of the next ones we can have uh, have gumdrop <laughs> on camera. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Okay, guys. Ciao. I'll shut it down. Okay. Bye. <laughs> hey, see you, Roger. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for your insights. <laughs>
Our experts are here to help you implement the strategies and tactics mentioned in this podcast. Let's work together to make your dream practice a reality. Thank you.